0: While the coronavirus has the world on social distancing, our show is no different. This is the first episode recorded individually in our own homes. That's right, we are practicing what the world is preaching. This episode, we do cover topics about social distancing, as well as it's a get to know the host episode as we get a little personal with our questions to each other. Take a listen. All right, guys, so here we are. Different type of setting. It's our our second episode. feels like we've been doing this a long time. Uh, I think we've been planning it a long time.
1: This is awesome, Sean. I miss you guys like crazy.
0: I feel so socially distant.
2: It is distant.
0: Um, so yeah, so this episode, we wanted to, um, obviously, we had, well, first of all, let's back up a bit. We had the first episode with Liz, uh, which was great, and uh, that's that's available online, uh, and it, it's fun to be able to say this on our Facebook page or Instagram. Thank you, Amanda, for setting that up.
2: You're welcome.
0: You want to tell my people uh, where we are socially?
2: Sorry. This is your cue. It, you got going
0: to let there. us know where we are socially?
2: <laughs> yes. It's, I was excited because I was drinking my coffee. <laughs> Yes, if you're so listening you to the us-
0: podcast, you can't see that, but she does have a cup of coffee, <laughs> probably full of Baileys. But.
2: Yeah, you can find us on Instagram, so it's really easy. Our handle is just Business businessbacktalk. And we have a few posts up and a few followers, so we're getting quite excited about that. Find us on Facebook, just once again, Business businessbacktalk. Um, we have everything really consistent with our um, our icons, so it's, we're quite easy to find that way. Hopefully Twitter will be next, and I'm thinking about doing a LinkedIn account as well so we can get a little bit more connected with our um, local businesses too and that's that's the lowdown on our social media as of now
0: awesome awesome so yeah so we we wanted to to dedicate this episode to getting to know who we are a bit more so i tasked everybody with coming up with one question for each of the other three co-hosts um so you can can do the math around how that would look um so everybody is going to be answering three questions right feels like uh, Hollywood Squares. Everybody's lined up on our screens in squares.
2: Um,
0: What what has everybody been up to, I guess, between the last episode and and now? that has been exciting.
2: Yeah, so I think everyone's just taking day by day, it seems. Um, There's been a lot of family time, which is nice. Uh, Everyone seems to be really worried about the pandemic, obviously. We're all scared about it. Um, But on the silver lining of it is... I have spent more time with my two daughters um, and my husband than I have and I, I don't even know when. And I truly love that. Um, working from home, I'm sitting here doing everything on my computer and then, you know, my two daughters are working on their workbooks and they're working on their letters and all that. So it just, I don't know, it feels so wholesome right now. It's almost like we're going back to basics, what we had years ago when we were all growing up. And, you know, I, 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 as horrible as everything is that's happening. I genuinely am loving being with my family. It's it's unreal, I can't explain it. Do you feel like uh-huh. we're
0: in a honeymoon phase of this pandemic?
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a really nice way to put it, Sean.
1: <laughs> I don't know about you guys, uh, but Rob, it's kicking my butt. The isolation is kicking my butt. I don't well,
3: know. No, no, Deb, no, Deb, I especially, uh, being as outgoing as uh, you typically are I can see how that would be i uh I'm still fortunate enough to be able to uh, engage with public um, through a couple of my businesses so so i'm I'm not going stir crazy yet
1: i I'm, I'm heading there I think
3: yeah. we'll have to we'll have to put an apron on you if we get to work.
1: <laughs> I was gonna offer <laughs> There's
2: I'll
3: potential by the end of the day I promise <laughs> <laughs> now Doran so Amanda and I, free
2: food.
0: <laughs> now, Doran, Amanda and I Now Dora and I. you know we work a lot with, with business, other businesses. and Rob, you're probably of the four, more in tune with the consumer side. How, do you, how is that feel or vibe in the community? You're seeing people obviously changing the shift in, in your restaurant business to you know more takeout and delivery and that kind of thing. Well, what's the sense of, of everyone? from your viewpoint
3: well it's an it's an interesting question to answer um i say that because it's it's ever evolving like i think i'm waking up every day um every 24 hours and putting a new plan together on how to address the day um it's kind of like micro strategic planning on a every 24 hour basis um And that goes for a few reasons. You know, we have a lot of uh, legislation that's being updated and changed on a daily basis. The climate of the situation is changing, uh, which in turn is affecting the consumer as well, right? So every day, uh, the consumer is kind of approaching. They're going out differently. They're eating habits differently. They're spending habits differently. So um, I would say it's still very much fresh, in the mind of consumers in the sense that it's changing so frequently that they're just trying to adapt. Um, and, and, you know, it, it comes in, in two waves. You know, a lot of a lot of the consumers we've been getting over, or guests we've been getting over the last few days, I would say about half of them are in the first responders um, kind of camp of people. Uh, so, so a lot of people we're, we're serving right now are frontline workers, uh, first responders, and really just trying to play a strong role in not only maintaining our business, but doing it in a way that we're, we're serving our community, um, that we're we're trying to be a meal option for people that don't have the option to cook, that don't have the option of, uh, uh, you know, being at home with their families uh, during this time or whatever the case may be. So um, it's interesting in the sense that, you know, it's hard to predict uh, what's gonna happen from one moment to the next in the restaurant business you know you deal with a restaurant that works with a lot of fresh products um, that has its challenges you know because you're you're forever changing kind of uh, you know what's gonna what's gonna buy most that day and and what should you be having in the restaurant for fresh products um, a little bit more challenging uh, than say you know a lot of you know freezer to fryer style of restaurants, um, or the fast food business. So, you know, when you look at Swiss LA and Harvey's, they're two very, very different operating restaurants. So we're just trying to navigate on a day-to-day basis, trying to adjust our hours on a day-to-day basis, um, really based off consumer demand. It's, it's whatever they want. We're trying to make happen. So, and you, like you said, Sean, I mean, it changes all of our kind of standard operating procedures within the business. Um, on a daily basis, they're continuing to evolve and we're trying to adapt. So, um, so yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, the spirit is still high. You know, I still have, um, I still have a team of four staff um, that are running two of these restaurants with me right now. Um, you know, I, I, you know, to speak to what Amanda said, you know, it has certainly been re-engaging for me to be able to work frontline with my staff, um, you know, serve guests in the drive-through uh, operate at the very kind of grassroots of the business. Um, and the staff that I have, are, they're, they're happy to be a part of serving the community. They're happy to be employed still. Um, and, you know, we've, we've, had, we've had our challenges, too. You know, we have 34 staff that are home right now. Um, and those 34 staff all have families. Uh, we're trying to maintain our business for them to have a business to come back to. Um, you know, and they're very supportive as well. So all in all, though, it is a very challenging, uh, and unprecedented time. Um, the community through my eyes and my business and my staff have really, uh, bound together to be able to accommodate each other on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm.
0: For sure. Now, Dora, what, what's your viewpoint on, on where, um, things are right now how are how are businesses from the engagement you and and amanda have had with them dealing with us
1: um a lot different uh, uh because we're so we're so face-to-face right uh, relationship people we we uh we are certainly face-to-face so we've had to adapt a bit with regards to that so doing a lot of phone calls a lot of text a lot of um virtual meetings and that sort of thing we're still getting um orders um so people are I find businesses, although it's slowing down, like it, it has, um, people are still preparing for the future and getting ready. Um, you know, in your video the other day that we, that we um, shared, uh, Hope is Contagious, um, you had said work on your business, not in your business. And I find that's what people are, are doing. Um, so they're, they're doing some of that administrative stuff that they, they haven't had a chance to do. Um, getting caught up which is is exactly what we've been doing uh, we've received a, a lot of orders so we've been filling those for people uh, delivering at a safe distance and that that stuff um, but yeah the the, the one thing that 's been keeping me busy is the um, um, the the videos hope is contagious um, getting local businesses and, and elected officials to participate in that um, you know just bringing the community together a bit um, share some some encouragement, uh, especially local businesses. You know, Liz's um, podcast was actually um, she talked about challenges and and successes, and how we adapt through through the change, and and how easy it is for entrepreneurs to adapt. That was very timely. It was perfect timing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and we bumped up the launch of that. You know, <laughs> it was supposed to actually be April first, so we we launched it uh, early, uh, which was great uh, and kind of. You know, we're in, we're in that position now to to really keep this this going, uh, and obviously, you know, our challenge has been we were meeting in person. Now we're using technology, uh, and that's the biggest thing that I've noticed in a lot of the service-based professional service-based businesses that I've been working with is that those that had the technology in place before haven't felt as much of a strain, but there's some that that were kind of. Pushing against technology, and now they're forced to work from home. So there's a bit of a scramble to get that uh, up and play. And the biggest key has been, you know, don't paralyze yourself in the way that you know business has to stop and, and worry about where the future is. It can slow that momentum, right? Still keep the wheel turning. Maybe not at the the velocity it was when everything was was good, but you know, keeping it slower so that when we get through this, and we will get through this you can can keep it going right it's that momentum um you know shift that's there uh, and, and that's the biggest thing
1: you know Sean. one of the things i hope um really comes out of this is local supporting local right i, I hope that people see how important that is um you know it for, for each one of our businesses, for each one of the entrepreneurs, for, for every staff member that every employee here in the Valley that we that we hire, for every sports team that we support. I, I really I, I really hope people get the sense of how important and I shop local, but I really hope people get the sense of how important it is to to support the local economy.
2: And not even shopping local, like staying mm-hmm. local, you know, going That's to right. our parks, going to our services, like really just instead of spending our money outside the province, outside of Canada, why don't we all just, or as much as we can, stay stay home and stay in our hometowns and do, you know, all the interesting things we have in our hometowns. I mean, we have beautiful, right here in Canning, we have so many beautiful B&Bs that you can stay there for the weekend with your family, right? It's just, there's so many great things we can do right here and spend our money here, which makes us all prosper, right? Yeah, um, and there's a
0: big shift online, uh, or not a shift, but a, a promotion online that if people are posting about, you know, once this is said and done, you know, spend the next year, two years, uh, you know, visiting you know, local areas, you know, right. and, and local, you know, I mean, we're, we're situated in the Valley. We don't say, okay, you have to stay right here in the Valley, but you know, you can go stay within the province. Right. Um, you know, there's been a big, um, I guess, feeling of, you know, this is going to impact a lot and shut down businesses. And there are some that are probably going to feel that and will have to do that. You know, one of the announcements in the last couple of weeks was that, that purchase of Upper Clemens Park I by know. the government to sell to that boarding school. And it's like, well, there goes our amusement entertainment. But then you look at, you've got, you know, Atlantic Splash Adventure in Tantalon, this yeah. expanding, right? They're they're building a roller coaster at the moment. They put in water slides last year, right? So they're they're becoming that destination for the families to do that kind of thing. So we have the ability here in this province to really, you know, look at, you know, that, yeah. that eco tourism side of it. And just now that, you know, there's no, you, know, you can't go to, to movies, you can't go to concerts. So what are people doing? They're trying to find ways to get out in nature. Right. You know, the trail systems are becoming busier um, and all that kind of thing. Right. So for sure. That's- so let's, let's, let's jump into, to asking some questions. Let's get to know, the people behind this podcast um this is really the only episode we're really going to focus on who we are uh, because moving forward when we bring guests we want to all be about who they are so let's put the the man the myth the led zeppelin (laughs) fan uh on the spotlight as we can see the album that was over your your shoulder (laughs) i'll go first with a question for you okay rob you ready for this yeah sure yeah Okay, so if there was something in your entire life that you could redo over again with the knowledge that you have now, what would that be and why?
3: Really, Sean? Really?
2: <laughs> that's a good question.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, uh, hmm. Overall, you know, I think You know, decisions whether or not I I like the outcome of those decisions or not are still uh, uh, learning blocks in my tickle trunk. We'll say, you know, I've I've made a lot of choices that I I would try to redo. I guess. Um, Hmm.
1: (laughs) That's a tough one. That That is a tough
3: tough one. one. That is a tough one. Um, (laughs) You know. You know. I think. I think I would have, um, I've always been really ambitious, uh, and I've always put a lot of passion behind the things that I've done. I think that if I, if I was to look back, the thing about some of the emotions I just said, you know, passionate and engaged and, and, uh, you know, they always come with, uh, you know, the latter side of it as well. So I think I probably would have maybe just taken my time a bit more with certain things, um, And eased my way into it from a business mindset rather than an emotional mindset. So, you know, if I look back and said if there was, I I, I can't pinpoint one particular thing, but if there's one uh, emotion that I I guess I would have done differently, it would have been, you know, when you jump into something um, with, you know, an emotional mindset, you got to kind of prepare yourself for uh, all the things that come along with that as well. So. You know, I got into business at a very young age, um, I took on my first business, I was just turning 20 and I bought my first business when I was just turning 25, um, and looking back on that, those were clearly, uh, there was a lot of emotions involved in those decision making uh, times, um, mm-hmm. and, and don't get me wrong, they got me to where I am, but at the same time too, they never ever prepared me for uh, uh, the other parts to come along with that. So you know i i uh you know if I was to go back in time, what would I have changed? I probably would have seeked, seeked more advice you know I probably would have seeked more mentorship or leadership um, probably hung around the type of people that I wanted to be like uh you know try to uh, mock their behaviors and make them into my own uh rather than just kind of uh I was always one of those you know you just light the igniter and boom away I go right and uh and I always. I was. Yeah, I really was. So, you know, and, and again, you know, it was a, it was a good place to be and a lot of energy to have, but you also, you know, like I said, you have to, you always, you always have to have that kind of guidance as well. Right. So, um, and I had to learn a lot of that on my own. So, you know, how much time could I have saved had I uh, seek some more mentorship or leadership? Um, so I know that's a long, uh, a long answer to a short question, but, Uh, You you didn't make it an easy one. That's right. All right, Amanda, you want to hit Rob up with a question?
2: Sure. Mine's not going to be as personal. Um, (laughs) Geez, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things I admire about you, Rob, is that, you know, you're everywhere. You do so much for the community, plus you do so much for, you know, the multiple businesses you're a part of, the multiple charities, the multiple boards. I am just wondering how do you find time for yourself and for your family? Like how do you balance all of that out and make it successful in, in all the areas of your life?
3: Well, that's a, that's a good question. I, um, you know, I, I like to keep busy. I like to keep busy. I find uh, one thing that I learned at a younger age is that we always kind of uh, presume that, that happiness is a, uh, an attainable goal that we must hit or a, a certain peak that we have to hit. And I think over time we realized that, that happiness.
2: Sorry. <laughs> and my kids are still here. Sorry. It's yeah, yeah. Time.
3: That's awesome. That's awesome. I
2: love all of you so much. Yeah.
3: If you didn't see that, she was opening a bag of goldfish. with yeah. her
2: teeth. <laughs> um, we all saw Sorry, okay. <laughs> it. Is. Okay. 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 And awesome. let's go again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my goodness okay. get, get back on track let me think um yeah no so it, i, I realize that that happiness and quality of time kind of is fluid in in life right you, you're going to have your moments where it doesn't feel like it you're going to have your moments where it does so you just have to you just have to approach it every day knowing that uh if you can try to find the uh, the, the quality and time the best you can in everything that you're doing um then you'll, you'll make up for the fact that you're so busy. So, you know, I, when I go to one of my businesses, I don't, um, I, you know, I really try to spend my time around the people that I'm working with or, or my family uh, with a high level of quality, right? I try not to be distracted by other things. I try to give them my attention, um, which to be honest with you, even before, when I wasn't as busy, uh, I probably wasn't given as high of a level of attention as I do today. Um, you know, I'll put down my phone, I'll turn off my distractions. Uh, even when I'm meeting with one of you guys, you know, I turn off my, yeah, they're,
2: they're
3: <laughs> right. That seems <laughs> to right. um, so, you know, I, again, I, I, try to shape it as quality, right? It, it's, it's about the quality of time spent yeah. doing what you're doing. So you can try to do it well. Perfect. Perfect. I haven't Perfect. directed it, still working on it.
1: <laughs> well, you're doing a great job. <laughs> let us let us know when you get it down pat. Yes. Yeah,
3: yeah, I will. Yeah. I will.
1: Yeah. You could do that. That'd be great. Rob, Can't wait for your book to come out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's going to wait until he's fifty.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> My question, Rob, is when you were a child, like when you started elementary school, what was your dream job?
0: Good
3: question. Yeah, um, yeah, law but enforcement. Did you always
1: want to be when you grew
2: up.
3: Yeah, I always wanted to be law enforcement.
2: Really oh, nice. Yeah
3: yeah i um you know it, it and it kind of it kind of makes some sense uh to i guess to what I ended up doing with my life but I always felt a sense of responsibility um, for my friends for my my community for my family and I always felt that uh, you know i i had uh i had the ability and the talent to be able to do uh, be some somebody that people wanted to communicate with and and talk to and um, you know, I felt the best way for me to use that, and, and of course, of course, to have a, a badge and a bulletproof vest. I mean, uh,
1: <laughs> I thought you always wore a bulletproof vest. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure you can get that on eBay still.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> probably so. Probably so. But yeah, to answer that, uh, law enforcement was something I always wanted to be an RCMP officer. Yeah. Awesome. All right.
0: So next on my list is Amanda. You're on the hot seat. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. If you had $5,000 to give to someone who is not a family member, who would that be
2: and why? Nora, because she would split it with me anyways. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually a charity. I love this question because there's a charity that is based out of Alberta that I would absolutely love to come to the East Coast. It's called Little Warriors. Now, this charity, they're very under the radar. Um, you know, it's a not-for-profit. And I, and I really, really would love to see something like this move down, or even if they could have a branch down here. So Little Warriors is an organization that um, any child that has gone through physical, mental, sexual abuse, um, they'll, they'll house this child and their entire family. Um, the family, the child, everyone gets, um, gets counseling in their own way because when a child goes through trauma um, the family goes through trauma with them and it's such a big it's such a big thing and everyone needs counseling everyone needs to find a way to overcome and work towards um, recovery and Little Warriors is just such a great organization that just helps so many people um, and it doesn't any area of their lives as well like it's it's not just strictly for children it's people who are recovering and they're older and they're dealing with things in their own way it's just it's so great and if i was to win any amount of money it would go right to them all of it
0: nice, nice. Thanks. all right rob do you want right. to hit her with a
3: question hit her with a question yeah okay um amanda amanda so since you've been locked up in the house all this time have you learned any new skills
2: Yes. Irish dancing. I'm quite good at it <laughs> at all.
3: <laughs> um, do you so, know what Irish dancing looks like?
2: <laughs> I do. My children do it. <laughs> so we've been doing Irish dancing classes via, it's, it's not Zoom, but it's a similar chat, um, similar video chat. And so normally when we would go to classes, um, the parents, you were in a separate room and the kids are all together and they do their thing. And this time the parents can actually see what the kids are doing. So, you know, we're encouraged to kind of help them. So I've actually been doing these little steps and it's quite fun and I love it. Apparently there's an adult group that I can join, which I'm not ready for that yet.
3: Did <laughs> You hear that song? All right. I'm
2: <laughs> so the next podcast, all four of us will be doing some Irish stuff. <laughs>
0: nice. All right, Dora.
2: Um, Amanda, yeah. I know
1: so much about you already.
2: <laughs> I love teens. <laughs> what was your first job? My very first job is so cliche. And please, please, please don't judge me for this, guys. I was a dancer. No, I'm just joking.
0: <laughs> Rob too. Sweet.
2: <laughs> so I actually worked at this little tiny um, tanning salon here in Canning. And it was out of a woman's basement. So that was fun. Um, anyways, I worked there All through high school, um, I was the color of um, an orange, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It was really great. So what that actually did for me is it gave me the chance to, um, you know, being at a young age, you're a little bit more self-conscious when you don't really want to talk to adults. You don't really know what to do. But it gave me the opportunity to get more comfortable talking to people when new clients came in. Um, You know, that's where I learned a lot of my accounting abilities and um, different ways of keeping track of the clients and Thanks. things like that so it was a Thanks. really good base Thanks. for me
1: you, you learned accounting abilities like
2: yeah like math yeah but I had a calculator so it was
3: fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you might want to, you're going to want to fact check that one yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> listen it was just adding I can add just don't ask me anything else if it's under 10 I'm good
1: <laughs> <laughs> how old were you
2: Oh, gosh. So I started there probably when I was 15, and I did that right up until grade 12 when I graduated. So I was there for a while. I honestly, I really, really loved it. And the community members, everyone in Canning used to go there. So it was like a regular little, I don't know, hot spot for everyone to go. It was so much fun. I was sad when she closed.
0: Yeah. Nice. All right, Dora, are you ready? Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> don't ask me anything political. It's not, it's not actually. <laughs> okay, good.
0: So if you could go on tour with any musician from your lifetime for one week, who would that be and why?
1: Oh my gosh.
0: John, you're good at this, man.
1: I have to pick one musician? Yeah,
0: you're gonna Share. be there with them for a week. Cher. So uh, why? I
1: mean, Cause she's badass. Nice. I mean, she knows her brand. She, she's been consistent for how many years? love
2: share and she was the original queen like she is it. she
1: most
0: definitely is most definitely there all right amanda
2: okay so dora i love you love you so much and i know so much about you already um i was thinking today i'm like what question can i ask dora that you haven't uh, asked me already One thing that I think is really um, incredible about you is the story of, you know, you were a young mom and you were very successful in, in real estate. How, how did you balance being such a young mom, a single mom, and be so successful in real estate and doing everything that you did because you've just been a go-getter since day one? Um,
1: yeah, I think being a, a, a single parent um, forces you <laughs> to be a, a go-getter. Um, when you have little people at home that you have to look after. Um, so by the time I was 21, I had two sons. Um, I, right here's
2: Molly. Okay. That's my dog now. <laughs> I apologize, guys. Molly! Um, by the
1: time I was 21, I had two young sons. Um, I was one of the youngest realtors in the Valley to get my license. Um, I was 28 when I, when I got my real estate license. Uh, yeah. Um, it, was, it was a lot of family support, to be quite honest um my my parents were phenomenal um and and always helped out um but but as well i had a lot of uh, uh a lot of friends uh, that supported me um you know, one in particular was um my, my brother's uh, wife um uh, my sister who's more like a sister to me than anything um she she helped as well so it, it was family support that that allowed me to you know to to work full-time more than full-time right rob um, and and uh, yeah, still, still raised uh, two incredible young men. You did, um, you did, you did a great job. Well, and I, I, I wasn't suggesting that that, that yeah. I was a, a great mom, uh, but uh,
2: no, you are. You still are.
1: You're phenomenal. But uh, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. So it, it was it was the support of of family and and friends for sure.
0: Perfect. All right, Rob, you're up. All right, Dora.
1: Yes, Rob. You're my favorite.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Be gentle. Yeah. <laughs> so, growing up, personal mentors, is there one that sticks out in your mind, that kind of guided you through uh, a lot of life and troublesome times more than, more than anybody else?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, my dad. Your father. And that's all I'm going to say.
3: Um,
1: sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there were a few people, actually. You know, I think of um, Gary Morris, uh, John McKay, um, people that I knew in, in real estate, even. Um, Diana Nickerson, um, she was the, the manager of Zellers. Um, you know, a, a young, uh, young manager came up from, from Yarmouth, uh, very successful. Uh, I think she retired by the time she was 48, 49. Um, so she was, uh, she was definitely a, a role model. Um, yeah yeah and there continues to be um, role models there's always like you rob like i admire you so much you're so industrious you've done so much uh uh, with your life um and a uh, a young parent as well um didn't let anything stop you uh so yeah yeah
3: well thank you (laughs) (laughs) well
0: i guess it's my hot seat now so uh oh We'll go in the same order. So, Amanda, you can go first.
2: Sure. So, Sean, you do do a lot of work from home. I'm just wondering how you are, um, how this whole transition of working from home, how it, has it drastically affected you? Has it, you know, are you still going the way you're going? Like, what, what has much changed for you?
0: Not a lot has changed. Uh, I'm fortunate enough that I've, I built a building on my property that's separate from the house that I work from uh, the biggest change has been that my four-year-old son is, is home all the time now. Right. Okay. So getting him to understand that, you know, dad still goes to work, even though you don't go to school uh, yeah. has been the biggest challenge, um, that way, but he he's gotten it. Um, and, and now, you know, he's excited about it cause he's gotten an iPad. So I showed him how to do FaceTime. So he actually video calls me
1: uh, <laughs> you know, from here to my
0: office and everything. And, um, yeah, and the other side too is where we're located here in Colebrook, you know, there's enough property that, you know, when I'm done work, uh, and, I, and I try to get off or as early as I can to be able sure. to go outside, explore the outside or days or longer, uh, and really, you know, trying to bring back that, like you mentioned when we first started, you know, as a society, we are are now going back to kind of the grassroots idea. So wanting, wanting him to be outside and, and, you know, playing with sticks and getting dirty and doing that kind of stuff and not being, you know, controlled to let's sit and just watch TV. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, working from home is always a challenge. You know, your, your family always, you know, feels the impacts of, of that. Um, even though you may, may work the same amount if you are working in an actual like, Brick and mortar type business offsite right. when you're home, I, I feel that your family still thinks that you could give them more time outside of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know when that work time is there. Even though, if you're away, they're, they're more accepting of that. So,
2: um,
0: right? It's it's just it's a balance in there. Uh, and then obviously you got your your interpersonal relationships with with your partner as well uh, that poses some challenges, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm seeing friends posting that you know this the self isolation has realized that you know there's another actual adult that is in the same house as them and they're wondering <laughs> who they are, that kind of thing. So this
2: person um, walking around.
0: That's right. That's right. So uh, there's always that joke of this this is going to either end up with with more children in this world or more divorces so <laughs> it's either one end right or the other. other right so good question love it dora go ahead
1: Rob, um sorry um sean what was um your dream job as a as a six-year-old boy
0: <laughs> so growing up uh, i'll give i give some some background to this i grew up uh with women in my, my life. I grew up with a a single mom, uh, and my, my grandmother, my grandfather was there up until I was probably about six. Uh, and then he, you know, he passed away. So I was raised by my mom, my grandmother, and then my great aunt moved in with us, uh, for the rest of of that time growing up. So we always had animals, dogs, uh, in our, our lifestyle. And, uh, I wanted to be a vet. That was what I wanted to do. Uh, and then once I realized I couldn't stomach blood or (laughs) that kind of stuff, uh, that changed later on, uh, into wanting to be in radio. That was my, you know, going into high school, that's what I wanted, wanted to do. But early on, it was, it was straight through. I wanted to be a vet because of the, the caring for animals and Mm -hmm. when our, when animals are sick, you take them to the vet and the vet is a superhero that makes them better. Right. So that's what I wanted to do.
1: Love it.
3: All right, Rob. Hey, right. Sean, if you were to travel anywhere in the world right now under normal circumstances, okay. Good. Under Good. Normal <laughs> circumstances where would it be and why? You know,
0: you know, I, I've done a lot of travel uh, throughout the US, um, so it wouldn't be there. Um, but one place that I wanted to go to, and this was mainly because attending conferences, I'd meet people from this area, uh, and they, they talked about how you know, how beautiful it was. And, you know, there's nothing poisonous, nothing that's going to kill you. And that would be New Zealand. I would love to go see New Zealand. Um, Just, just from, you know, the accent alone uh, in the people, I could sit there for weeks and just listen to that New Zealand accent. Uh, And also I like to, to explore. So the fact that there would be no, you know, no poisonous snakes that kill me or those Mm -hmm. type of things would be, would be great. Um, You know, had you asked me this probably five years ago, it was, you know, the rolling Hills of Scotland. You know, I wanted to drive those, those Scottish Hills, you know, in a rental car and just take in that scenery. But New Zealand is, is the one that I wanted to do. Nice. 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 So yeah, so that was uh, you know, that's what we wanted to do is kind of show our, our personal side in this episode for everyone who was listening uh, or uh, if we decide to take this recording and put it into a video format um, and put it online so is there anything else that, that our lovely panel of co-hosts would like to discuss or, or bring up or wish upon our audience that is listening
1: yeah if i, if I could add I'd, I'd love to um i'd love to see people sharing the um uh the hope is contagious videos uh, especially with local businesses um just ask that if anybody wants to be wants to participate they can certainly um uh give me a buzz um, I'm finding it very inspiring. So I'm hoping that it's inspiring other people. Uh, there's some good tips with regards to uh, working on your business, uh, but the, the best part is the the message, the, the me- message of hope and inspiration. So I hope everybody's um, enjoying the, the videos and I will keep doing it and, until this is done.
0: And those can be found on the Deals and Heals Facebook page, correct? Yes. Okay. yes. Excellent. What about you,
3: Rob? I just want to throw out there, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get the opportunity to connect again before this thing is all over. Um, but it would be more of a general statement to kind of, uh, you know, anyone listening and, uh, and and anyone here is that as long as, um, you know, my businesses and myself continue in operation, if anybody, uh, any other businesses need a point of advice, need support, um, anything that I can do um, in my tool belt, to be of further use to my community or the people around me. I just want to continue to extend myself, my businesses um, out there as much as I can. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of businesses that are struggling right now. I have a, probably a conversation a day with a business owner who is uh, having a really challenging time. So, you know, I really want to get behind uh, the kind of local sustainability that we can do. I know I have one of my restaurants buying 85% of its menu right now from local local suppliers, um, again, just trying to keep the engine moving because we will get out of this. Um, we really will. And I want to see as less, the least amount of collateral damage when it comes to small business as possible at the end of it. Um, just, just yesterday I was helping another local restaurant. So I don't think we're in a, uh, a competing situation. I think we're in a together situation and I want to just continue to extend myself as much as I can to help any local businesses. Um, that that needed right now uh, through this challenging time.
0: Excellent, excellent. Uh, and one thing that I, that I want to add to this is, and this is what I'm seeing also, you know, in our household is there's so much talk about this online and you can get, you can get paralyzed. You can get consumed by, you know, what people are saying, the facts, is it—is it right? Then you listen to the the updates that come out from the government at, at noon, which I love. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I had the best um, description of it I saw was that, that Trudeau's like the new Mr. Rogers, right? He comes and talks to us at, at 11 o'clock every day. And um, it's just, you know, don't get so caught up in, in what people say and, and all this, you know, focus on, you know, building that foundation to move forward in your business um, because like Rob said, we will come out of this uh, and it's those who never stopped looking forward and keeping working on their business mm-hmm. that's going to sustain on that that tail end, right? Um, so that's, that's my word of advice moving forward. So, uh, and lastly, Amanda, um, yes.
2: yeah, the, the so person I that just, makes
0: me want to have goldfish right now, but
2: <laughs> well, I have lots here, but we're well stocked. <laughs> Um, My biggest thing is I just want everyone to know that we are in this together and I know we've heard it a million times, we've all said it, we're going to overcome this, we're going to get back to normal eventually. Um, What our normal will be, it could be a completely new normal, but we are in this together and especially in the Valley, we're supporting so much um, towards one another and I just, I truly feel that this isn't the end all be all. Um, I do think things are going to turn around and um, you know, we're just, we're in this together. we'll all prosper eventually. And we just got to have a positive mindset towards it.
0: Thank you for listening to Business Backtalk. If you'd like more information about the show and to subscribe, go to businessbacktalk.com. Thanks for listening.